A warm welcome to African Women Arise. Thank you for joining home where we believe that those who have put their trust and their hope in the Lord Jesus Christ will one day be raised again with him. And that's you and me, dear sister. Uh, we are continuing on this uh, theme of resilience. And, you know, there's been so much input uh, in the last few weeks uh, on this. And today I've got uh, an interview. Uh, I'm right here in Johannesburg and I'm interviewing uh, Dorothy, who is in Kenya. How awesome in that is that? The gift of technology that can link up um, this conversation uh, and make it happen. And Dorothy is a mother. Uh, she is dedicated to her family. Uh, she is a theologian. Uh, she is a ministry worker and she's a businesswoman. Uh, she has started, founded an organization called Quena. And you can look that up in your free time. Uh, can I spell it for you? It's C-W-E-N-A. If you want to look it up in your own free time. And she will be talking to me about her experience of resilience. And it's so important that we amplify African woman voices uh, when we talk about resilience, right? Uh, because there is a unique experience uh, that we have on this continent of resilience. And so I'm going to begin, <laughs> as I always do, uh, by asking... Dorothy. Hi, Dorothy. How are you? Hi, Rendani. I'm um, well, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you so much, Dorothy, that you've come on board. I really value you. And um, maybe first off, let's start by asking, how did your 2021 begin um, in the context of everything that is happening around the world? Well, my 2021 has been... Uh, quite interesting and um, and and a, a challenge and I, I'm really grateful that we are speaking about resilience because uh, in 2021 I'll need uh, resilience in buckets uh, so mm -hmm. yes I think we had this conversation earlier that um, I'm, I'm transitioning um, just relocated from South Africa back to Kenya um, and also transitioning from um, being a, a well part-time worker to now fully self-employed. So um, as just like many people, so a number of people have lost their jobs during the um, pandemic. A number of companies have gone down. So uh, self-employed people uh, have uh, really struggled through. And um, I find myself also now in the same pool with either people who uh, lost their jobs or people who've um, whose companies are not doing as well as they've had uh, um, other years. And so resilience yes. is something that, yeah, the bouncing back is something that we all need yeah. at this particular time. Yes. And, you know, Doro, you know, I've often said we need to start having these conversations. You've just mentioned that you're going through a really big transition. And it's important that we are able to talk about the things that are going as normal, but the things that are also not going as normal as we would like. Because, you know, as 
other women hear our stories it's there that they find strength and so maybe to begin with uh, can you um just share with us what does re- resilience mean to you um resilience uh bouncing back having the ability uh, to go through um tough challenges and being able to mm-hmm. overcome them and probably even mm-hmm. being able to uh, start anew um so personally mm-hmm. i've had uh, many instances in my personal life where i've had mm-hmm. to be resilient whether in uh, personally um my my um, marriage at one point came to an end um i needed to be resilient now to be a single mother um uh, whether it is now transitioning uh from uh being uh, having a, a full-time job let me call it that uh to now being self-employed i have to reinvent myself i have to look at the world in a new light um it's it's not sure. giving up uh, i think it's easy to curl up in your bed and and feel woe is me and um uh, and and i'm i'm not knocking people who have gone through depression because depression can really knock you and you feel like yeah. there is no hope it's all dark and you feel like you're not able mm-hmm. to bounce back but you know even people who have depression some of them are really resilient mm-hmm. uh, living a life where sure. it's so difficult but but they they are able to um uh, bounce back in 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 a way that they live life they they still go to work they still um uh, take on their responsibilities in their family and yet psychologically they're going through such difficulties that is also resilience i i think sometimes we think that you always have to be so successful you always have to be on top of the world wow. but no no wow. just the point that you're able to get out of bed uh the point that you're able to think uh, have a new vision and start following that or even sure. look for a new job and every day they're saying no every day uh, uh you're being rejected but you still send wow. that cv that's resilience so yeah so i look at sure. it in in very in various angles so it's not just there is a psychological resilience there is a physical resilience maybe for those who've gone through um uh being infected with the coronavirus a friend of mine was saying i'm still going through the symptoms but i have to work uh, she still feels very uh, uh weak and she still feels uh, um she's unable to do a number of things even as a mother but she has to do them that's mm-hmm. another that's resilience as well so Yes, there sure. there are various points of sure. resilience and I've gone through that in my personal life, yeah. Yeah, Dora, I've never looked at it uh, that way the way you you just described it around uh it's not going from zero necessarily sometimes to a to 200 sometimes yeah. resilience is going from zero to 10 and you're yes. reminding me of my grandfather and mm-hmm. i think our experience of resilience here on this continent i think most african uh people who are born and bred here uh have witnessed someone in their uh family or their community mm-hmm. 
who exemplifies resilience um and my grandma comes to mind uh she had her husband died at a very young age uh in her marriage and uh, she had three girls to take care of including my mother mm-hmm. and then she had cancer for over 30 years and yet sure. all her grandchildren including me lived in her house um sure. while our parents were working during the apartheid era so or of her grandchildren we lived with her and she had colon cancer now you understand she needed a colostomy bag uh mm. in it every day and can you imagine every day she woke up in the morning she she made our brick uh, our sandwiches for school i even remember it was always rama and jam always every single mm-hmm. day and she ran this household you know she didn't say oh my goodness i've got this uh, you know I, i my husband has died uh, i've got cancer the grandchildren mm-hmm. can't come stay with me yeah yeah she didn't say that she yeah. could have wow. she could have said ah this is too much i i, I can't i can't yeah. so i have seen it modeled have you seen resilience modeled yeah. in your family in your community maybe yes no definitely my mother just like your grandma my mom uh became a widow very young as well um actually it was just a few months before i was born uh so my my dad passed on in 1975 i was born sure. in 1976 january so she was pregnant when her young husband passed on and now she was left with three children as well just like your grandmother very similar stories and and wow. she maintained she continued working uh she maintained maintained a lifestyle where she took care of the three of us we all got educated um she still not only was she working for the government she also started running the farm uh, that they had bought together um yeah so and she also within i remember while i was still young uh, she built a house a, a four bedroom house in the rural areas sure so she, she's she's just for me she's she's resilience personified uh, i really wow. i've seen a hard working woman right in front of me i've seen someone who doesn't give up i've seen someone who is tough mm-hmm. even in a world mm-hmm. where so many people were discouraging her why do you need to build why do you need to do this mm-hmm. and that but she she still remained mm-hmm. very focused Uh, and took wow. care of the three and of us and educated us so yeah so my mom is sure. that picture for me of resilience yeah wow mm. and dora you know uh, we have to put a caveat and say some of the situations that forced our parents our communities to be resilient were because of systematic structural and institutional mm-hmm. racism um it should not have been that way in some instances right but yeah. when our 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 families and the communities found themselves in those situations then they had to pull the resources uh to survive and a lot of their survival was because of us we were the reason we were the reason why they woke up every day and so that human spirit is you know it's it's linked to very much 
those around you, right? And so I just wanted to make sure that we also clarify that some of the some of the difficulties that I experience on this continent should not be experienced, but when they mm. are experienced, you pull on the resources that you have, and the resources coming to now that the Lord has given you. Yeah, Doro. Are there is there a passage or is there a story a biblical story that as an African woman captures the heart of resilience for you? Um Rendani uh, actually yes there is. Um so there's the widow in Luke 18 uh who comes mm. before this unjust judge. And this woman mm. does not give up. And and you know the the mm. setting of this story is uh in uh, uh um israel at the time uh, d- during the time mm. of jesus we know that women barely mm. had any rights uh they, mm. they wouldn't yeah. be able to do much especially as a widow she had no one to stand for her case like her husband or her son uh, mm. whatever mm. was the, her problem she really needed mm. the judge to bring justice mm. uh for her mm. But because mm. she's a woman, already she did not have a say. She already did not have an advocate. There was nothing going for her. She probably was even a poor woman because um, as a woman at the time, she couldn't uh, 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 do much, like go to work or, you know, she would have mm. to rely on her neighbors. Sure. So, so we are talking of a woman who really had uh, very little going for her. And he's a judge. He already is an unjust judge. He already mm. is not a good man. So he has no heart mm. for her. He's the kind of guy who would probably be paid off against her. But her resilience. Can you imagine mm. going day after day and being wow. told no? Being told no. You know, I think as a child, when I was told no, I think I could suck it up and move on but right now you know <laughs> the older i get <laughs> i find when someone says no i feel like why are you rejecting me you know I, it, so... it's it's quite hurtful you know and it's it's very easy yes to yes, to not I'm go back you. you know you look for somebody else to help you but no no not this woman this story in luke 18 is something that even jesus he gives it as a example of how the disciples should pray pray with resilience in your heart and he actually says if this unjust judge could be so disturbed by her resilience that he anyway says let me just give it to her i don't fear god i'm not a just guy but i'm just gonna give her justice so that she doesn't come again so jesus was saying in the same way pray with this kind of resilience God is not like the unjust judge. That God hears, he loves his children. So for me, that that story really stands out for me in terms of my faith. When I pray and I don't see results as I hoped for, Mm -hmm. to keep praying because I know I'm not praying to an unjust God. I'm praying to a loving Mm -hmm. God, a father who hears us. But also on the other Mm -hmm. hand, it just reminds me be resilient. Keep going. Mm. Keep going. Whether there is rejection, at one time or another, the answer will be yes. So, sure. Mm. Wow. <laughs> mm. 
Wow. Okay. Clearly, I need to go back to that passage <laughs> because I had not read it clearly before. Um, the insight that you're giving us, uh, uh, ladies, uh, wow, sisters, if you are listening, uh, please go back to that passage and read it through the lens uh, that Dorothy has just provided us and ask God to give you that resilient spirit uh, that helps you see that you're not praying to an unjust judge. And Doro, sure, on your journey uh, in this transition, uh, we know that uh, the God who is not unjust uh, has gone with you. And going before you, he is gone behind you. um, And he's on your side as well. And so Doro, we want to say, blessings all of god's blessings and i pray that you can sense god's blessings every single morning when you wake up in Mm. kenya uh, that when you feel the sun on your face you will feel god's yes for you that you will feel god's favor for you and you will feel god's grace uh, on your face so i thank you so much dear sister i thank you so much and i hope you'll be willing to come back again <laughs> Thank you so much, Renda. And even for those kind words, and amen to everything you have said. I take it as a prayer. Yeah, I'm just, mm. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. And thank you for this invitation. <laughs> I hope I didn't yeah, overtalk my time. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? I could have talked for another hour. That's why I'm saying we need to have you back. But Doro, thanks a million. um, And God bless you and God keep you. You too, my dear. Thank you so much.